Okay, this is day three of our Cal Newport binge. Um, yesterday we talked about the capture configure control method, but it is quite a lot of a system to take on at once. And so how do you ease into it from a system of, well, not being organized? I think this answer to a question was pretty insightful because it gives you a sequence to adopt, like what's easier, what's more urgent, and then what's grander and a bit more ambitious. All right, this next question has me trying to break down my productivity advice into a Dave Ramsey-style step system. Hi, Cal. So a few years ago, when I was in my last semester of college, I found myself in a situation where my life was spiraling out of control. I felt like there was so much I couldn't control, and I gravitated towards controlling my money. I found Dave Ramsey, I started budgeting, and I felt confident about getting out of debt. But the problem was I, I didn't know of a way to manage my time. There wasn't something as simple like start here on step one and go to step seven. I think a lot of people find themselves in what you may call time debt. So my question is, if you had to set up a system like Dave Ramsey's seven baby steps for productivity, learning how to be a productive person and live the deep life, what would that look like? Well, this is an appropriate Question, in part because this listener calls mini episode format was inspired by Dave Ramsey. I had listened to his radio show and I had noticed that it was pretty compelling to hear person after person call in, describe some issue about their personal finances and have Dave give them advice. And critically, He's coming back to the same basic advice again and again, but it doesn't stop that show from being very compelling to listen to and a really successful radio program. Now, as you mentioned, he has seven steps. He calls them his baby steps. So all of his personal finance advice always comes back to, well, which baby step are you on? All right, well, what are my rules for how you execute that step to get to the next one? My productivity advice, though, I do come back to the same ideas Again and again, I don't quite have my productivity advice down to a fixed sequence that everything comes back to. But I thought, inspired by your question, it might be fun to take a swing at such a reduction. So I'm going to take a swing here at giving you seven baby steps, just like Dave Ramsey has for personal finance, except for these are baby steps for getting mastery over your professional productivity. The idea is if you go through these steps in order, it will take you in a systematic way from complete disorganization to mastery of everything on your plate. Now, you got to give me a little bit of rope here because I just threw these down as I was recording the episode. This is not my final word on it, but I thought this would be fun. The Cal Newport Productivity Baby Steps. Here we go. All right, baby step number one, where you begin your process from disorganization to mastery Time block plan. This is the jolt that is going to change your mindset from one of reactivity and disorganization to intention and possibility. Start building a time block plan for each day where you give every minute a job. Do your best to follow that plan. If you get knocked off that plan, when you next get a chance, correct it and build a plan for the time remaining in the day. Baby step two, set up task boards. So I'm going to recommend for each of your primary professional roles, have a virtual task board on which you can keep track of 
the obligations you have on your plate with respect to those roles and their status. So you set up different columns for different statuses and you have a unique card for every obligation on your plate for that role. You put it in the column that represents its status. You should have, among other things, a column for what you're working on this week. You should have a column for ambiguous needs to be clarified. So you can you can throw things in there that you don't quite you don't quite have your arms around what it means, but you don't want to forget it. You should have a column for major projects so that all of the tasks associated with a major project can fit under one column. I like to have a waiting to hear back column. So if there's some key bit of feedback or key bit of information or a proposal that I'm waiting to hear back on, I can actually have a card under a waiting to hear back column. So there's a placeholder there. So I know, oh yeah, this is something I'm waiting to hear on. You can use a tool like Trello. You can use a tool like Flow. You can use a tool like a tool like Asana, whatever you want to use. I'm a little bit agnostic, but do take advantage of the ability to put information on these cards. You can type in copious notes. You can attach files, do that. You really want the obligations for each role and most of the relevant information all living on these task boards. All right, baby step three, full capture. So the goal with this baby step is that by the end of each day, so when you get to the end of your time block plan, the last plan block, and you're going to shut down your plan for the day, you're going to leave your time block plan. By the end of the day, every professional obligation on your plate is out of your head and into a trusted system a place where it's clearly recorded and you don't have to fear that it will be ignored or forgotten. Now, this is pure David Allen. Read his classic Getting Things Done for a deeper dive on why this is important. But let me just give a little bit more detail about what I mean by a trusted system. For you, it should really be three things right now. It should be your email inbox. There are some people who would argue, well, your inbox itself should be processed down to zero every day. And the task inside of it should be transferred into another uh, trusted system. I think that's too ambitious. We get too many emails. So you're, if it's in your inbox, it's a trusted system. Your calendar. So, hey, here's an appointment. Here's a meeting. Here's something I have to do. Here's a deadline. If it's on your calendar, you can get it out of your head because you look at your calendar. Everyone looks at their calendar. So you can trust it. And then your task board. So – If it's not on your calendar, it's not an email in your inbox, it should go on your task board on a card under the right role. If it's really ambiguous, that's why we have that ambiguous need to clarify column. You can just throw it in there like, oh, yeah, you know, my boss told me that we got to get rolling on next week's strategic plan. I have no idea what that means, but it's kind of on my plate. Uh, We got to figure it out. But so I don't forget it. Let me just write exactly that down. Put it on a card under the ambiguous to clarify column. So at the end of each day, when you're done with your time block plan, You're ready to close up that plan and move on to the non-professional part of your day. Everything that is on your plate professionally should be out of your head. Now, if you use my Time Block Planner, which you can find out about at timeblockplanner.com, you actually have a little checkbox you can check when you have completed your shutdown for the day. So that's, that's a good way of reminding yourself, okay, let me process everything, make sure everything is out of my head, everything's in a trusted system. Is it? Good. Now I check that box. Baby step number four, weekly plan. All right, so now that you are used to wrangling your task and making a plan for each day, it's time to, at the beginning of each week, build out a plan for that week. Now, when you build out this plan, you should look at your calendar. You should look at your task boards. 
This is why long-term you are going to trust that when things go on those task boards, it can really leave your head and then that it's not going to be forgotten because you know every week you look at all the task boards when, when thinking about your weekly plan. There is not a fixed format for a weekly plan is why in my time block planner, the weekly plan pages are blank. The format depends on what type of plan you're doing, what type of plan you're doing might depend on what's going on that week, but you want to look at the whole picture. What are we working on this week? What should we keep our heads uh, head open for? This is a good time where you might want to start blocking out some time on your calendar for critical things. If you know there's a paper review you need to do that's going to take three hours and you have a sense your week's going to fill up with requests, you might want to just block that on your calendar now to make sure that it's safe. When you do your weekly plan is where you might come up with a productivity heuristic for that week, such as every morning, first thing, half hour, you know, process a different client question because I said I would go through, it was my job this week to handle the incoming client question. So that's when I'm going to do it. So it's a heuristic you're going to deploy for that, that week. Your weekly plan is where you would write that down, et cetera. Now your weekly plan is going to interface with your time block plan. Every day when you build your time block plan, which we started doing in baby step one, you should look at your weekly plan. And so your weekly plan helps influence each day, your time block plan. All right, this brings us to baby step five, strategic plan. So now we want to start doing bigger picture planning. There are two parts to these type of strategic plans. There's the the vision, the vision for your professional life, the best vision you have right now. You know, I am in this entry-level position in marketing. My goal is within five years to try to get up to a junior account executive level. And so what I'm trying to do is A, be really accountable, get things done that I say I'm going to get done. But then once I have my arms around that, I'm going to start doing pitches, internal pitches for small projects to try to show that I have skill and to make a name for myself or whatever, right? But you have this vision. You want to lay out that vision. You're a professor. You're an assistant professor. You're trying to, you're trying to lay out your vision for what you need to do for 10 year and how you see that unfolding with grants and papers, et cetera. The other part of the strategic plan is, okay, what are my big picture objectives for this quarter or semester? So these are not huge visions in the sense of what am I doing over the next five years, but it's like, what am I doing this fall? What are the things to keep in mind? The strategic plan interacts with your weekly plan. How does it interact with your weekly plan? When you build your weekly plan, you should now start looking at your strategic plan as well. So your weekly plan is going to be influenced by your strategic plan. This is when you see in your strategic plan, oh, I'm working on this journal review. I really want to get this journal review done by December or something like this. And then when you're building your weekly plan, you see that. So you say, yeah, I got to put aside some time for working on the journal review this week. Let me look at my week. You know what? That's what Friday morning is going to be about. In fact, let me block that off now on my calendar. Your strategic plan influences your weekly plan. Your weekly plan then influences your daily time block plan. All right, so now now we're really starting to get somewhere. We're not only controlling and organizing what's in our life, we're not only attacking our time in the short term with intention, we're attacking our time at various scales with intention as well. This brings us to baby step six, which is automate and eliminate. This is where you can do the hardcore productivity geekery This is the stuff that a lot of people who are interested in the idea of productivity, where a lot of people get started because it's fun. But I put it almost at the end of my baby steps because it's 
basically meaningless if you're not doing these other things first. Automate and eliminate is where you get hardcore about tweaking how certain things happen in your work life. Automate is where you find things you do on a regular basis and you put in place some system rules and guides for how you do that work to try to streamline what is involved. This could be about reducing the time involved to get that work done, but even more importantly, it could be about reducing the amount of context switches required to get it done. If there's some weekly report you have to generate and the way you have been doing it is just emailing back and forth with the various people you need information from until you have it all and then writing the report and then bothering someone to look at it. That might not take a lot of time in aggregate, but it's a lot of context shifts. You have to keep sending and receiving messages. So an alternative where there is some set time where everyone gathers for 10 minutes or some set shared folder where everyone puts in their notes by a certain time and then you take it and write it. And by the end of the day, you have a draft report and then everyone has 24 hours to give you feedback using the comments feature of Google Docs where you wrote the report. And then on the morning of the next day, you take those comments, polish and post. That might actually in the moment feel like it takes more time, but it's less context shifting. That is a better way of executing that. Automation might also mean uh, handing things off to other people or doing some delegation or outsourcing. Elimination, this is getting things off your plate. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to fire that client. This service my company offers, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to leave this committee. I'm going to step away from two of the four projects I'm doing for my boss. Now, elimination is key. If you are not eliminating things from your plate, you probably have too much on it because it's a whole dance to figure out the optimal mix of you're doing important stuff, but you're not so overloaded you can't do things well. But if you come to eliminate too early, if you come to eliminate in a position of stress and overload before you have even started on these baby steps, you're going to be lashing out and just trying to cancel things left and right, and you're going to be doing so from a position which you don't have much standing to do so. The people around you, the people who need you to do this work are not going to look great at you saying, I'm too busy, I don't want to do it, if you're not delivering. See, look, you're not shipping stuff, you're not getting stuff done, you don't really have standing to tell me no. In fact, I'm going to have to ride you now to really get stuff done, I'm going to bother you all the time, and I'm going to want quick responses to my emails. It's going to be very hard to eliminate successfully when you're overwhelmed. So I put it almost at the end here, because it's only after you have full control over things, you see exactly how much time you're spending on things, what your days look like, your weeks, how much on your strategic plan you are getting done or not, how crowded that strategic plan is, how many tasks you have on these different roles because you're seeing these task boards every week. You're looking at all this. It can be incredibly surgical in how and why you remove things. And people can sense that. And they can sense that foundation of this guy has his act together. This woman has her act together. Yeah, I trust it when they say, I need to take this and this off my plate because I'm going to kill it on this other thing. And they have been killing it. You let them do it. All right, baby step seven, our final baby step. Go for it. So once you have all of these concepts, philosophies, and systems implemented, you really are moving the chess pieces around the chessboard of professional execution. What you're working on, why you're working on, how you work on it, when it gets done, how you execute it, what time you execute it with clear shutdowns, full capture, your brain is clear. Take advantage of this and take advantage of this by saying, I want to put these, I want to put these powers to use for the good of my career and start taking some big swings. 
take on that really ambitious project or do the really ambitious side project, which might completely change what's happening in the main part of your life. Do the thing that's so good it can't be ignored. I mean, this is one of the primary things you get out of getting through the first six baby steps from going from disorganized to having your act together, mastering the art of keeping on top of the stuff you have to do is now you can build up that proverbial career capital by being so good you can't be ignored and then cashing that capital to control your working life and to push it towards things that resonate and away from things that don't. That seventh baby step is where everything you have developed pays off. It's where your career becomes cool. It's where you enter the driver's seat. It's where you get options and begin to cash those options in. All right, so this is preliminary. You know, I don't know if this is really the exact set of seven baby steps I would always recommend, but I did enjoy this exercise. And I think if you did something like this, time block plan, set up task boards, full capture, weekly plan, strategic plan, automate and eliminate, then go for it. You do that in that order. It is unavoidable that your life, your professional life will feel much more in control. You will feel much less stressed. Your mind will be much clearer and you will be producing much better work, probably at a much higher quantity. One thing I really like about the system is that last bit where he tells you to go for it. (laughs) It's not typically something that productivity people will tell you, but you do need to swing for the fences. You need to go for ambitious goals in order to move up in life. And yeah, that should be the last step of every uh, system where you've got control of your life.